Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here, 17 under the champ, 101.3 FM. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We're at G-Migs in West Des Moines, down the Valley Junction area here on 5th Street. And uh, Iowa basketball about ready to tip off from the Assembly Hall in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. So uh, Super Tuesday. It, it, this, this will be our least listened to Live, live show of the year, right? Plenty of people on the on the interwebs will pick up the uh, the uh, podcast tomorrow, but we realize a lot of people will be dialing over to another radio station to listen to the Hawkeye basketball game or watching. But hey, if you want to listen to us chat for the next hour, we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, they're getting set to play there. Hawks playing baseball at home right now, and up four to two on Loris. Uh, a lot of baseball to talk a little bit later on after a big victory this weekend. Uh, and of course, the big women victory. had. They had three big victories. Two. Three. They lost to Sam Houston State. Did two. They lost? Yeah. I thought they beat them like 8 to 1. No. No, they Ow. beat LSU 12 to 4. They, so, okay, we'll dive into that. Sam Houston State beat them 4 to nothing on Friday night, and then they beat at number one LSU. 12 to 4 on Saturday, and then went out and 6 to 5 over Kansas State I on knew that. Sunday. Keaton Anthony had a big home run in the top of the ninth in that one. And they just got out of a bases loaded jam, to this. so they're going to the bottom of the seventh now against Loris, four to two. These are the dangerous games, believe it or not, because they play all the extra players, right? They've got the guys in the lineup, but they're—he's rotating pitchers today. There's been nobody thrown more than two innings. He just kind of keeps pulling guys in and out. It's Hellerball. Um, it is Hellerball, and we're going to turn and, that up just to. And, and, and Hellerball, remember, does involve a bunch of junior college transfers every year, and he's got to get new guys worked into the lineup and so for them to start off as well as they did going on the road to round rock they're five and one right now with that big victory and now ranked uh number 24 th- in the country i thought they were rated last week they were by d1 ba- baseball magazine this now is the actual ap rankings so oh. they, they've made it into that so, so how many ap writers actually vote on baseball seven it's <laughs> a good question who covers it right but uh in in, in any case uh, it's a good it's a, they're off to a good start this year and winning the games that they're supposed to win is going to be important when they go down. They get, look at they they actually do use the RPI still and all of that. Uh, a big series coming up in uh, Lubbock, Texas, against a uh, rated Texas Tech team coming up. I think in two weeks. So a lot going on there. Uh, Keaton Anthony is the Big Ten Baseball Player of the Week for his performance last week. A couple of home runs. He pitched three and a third innings. He had two doubles. This guy can play, right? And what, so what? What is he? Brock Skoog? <laughs> he's the ver- a version of him, right? Um, so th- th- that was a nice thing for them to get that kind of production out of him. And, and of course, uh, Brody Brecht uh, had a nice. Uh, Isn't he nice... the Big Ten pitcher of the week? That was last week. Oh my this God, week right. he. I'm so confused on the, my baseball I, news. I, I must be I getting him late. Uh, he did. He got run in the game against LSU for uh, arguing balls and strikes. Apparently, used a. <clears throat> He used a word that you don't use with umpires. Was it Sears and Roebuck? No, it was something along those lines. Yes. And uh, and in so doing, he only got to go three in the third, but they were up four to nothing at that point. And um, so, hey, you know, he got suspended for four games, actually, but it doesn't matter because those four games, Sunday, today, Friday, Saturday, he'll be able to pitch against Pepperdine this weekend. Uh, as they go on the road again to Florida to play Southern and uh, Pepperdine. So why why would they send Iowa to Florida to play Pepperdine when you could go to Malibu? This is a different tournament. It's somebody else's <laughs> tournament. Southern University, South Alabama, and Pepperdine are playing somewhere in Florida. All right. right? Pensacola, so, I think. Uh, so, yes. Um, 
Hawks off to a good start. We're, here's how we're allowed to do this. We're allowed to say that Iowa's currently up in the basketball game 8 to nothing with 18-12 uh, to go. A couple of uh, uh, good things have happened so far. We're not allowed to tell you how. Yeah, I we can't describe I, the action. We can tell you. I won't mention down that, in distance, baby. That's what we're that, allowed to uh, do. Twenty-four may or may not have be two for two from deep. So as we move on to baseball or to basketball, we were on baseball. No, we move on to basketball. Good, giving it something I at least know what I'm talking about. Well, let's talk about let's talk about three point shooting. Iowa, uh, the last five road games, nine, we didn't think it could get worse. They're 19 for, for 100, their last 100 on the uh, road. Well, they were, what but were two they? two for two tonight so far. But they were five for 57 or something. Five for 51 in those last two games. Then they made 17 threes at home uh, against, against Michigan State. Five of them in the last minute and a half. Yes, not even that, the last 39 seconds. Five in the last thirty-nine seconds, and a two, uh, five in the last thirty-nine seconds. So, so I was there. Yeah, we were the Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle, and I were, were taking bets on whether or not you had possibly made your way to the exit or not. I'm very proud of you that you stayed. Well, we went and stood up at the top. Okay, and then, okay. And then the people in front of us moved and left, and so we went and took their seats. And you might know that the lovely and talented was pushing for us to, uh, to to keep moving you know why don't we why don't we just you know it's it's over there, there's right? no way there's no way i said there's always a way and uh chris murray's very hot um <laughs> there's always a way and it is it was worth it and it was worth the price of admission and there were a lot of people who left but there was far more who got out of their seats went up Stood around the railing and then went back and down. And went, and yeah. a lot of them went back down. Maybe all the way down to their <clears throat> to their seats. Maybe uh, mostly, you know, back just to sort of anywhere, uh, you know, in in the arena where where you could go and find a seat. Um, I was telling Andrew before the show, I was really disappointed with the students. That student section couldn't have been twenty percent full. Really, twenty percent. Really, yeah. It, no, and and. The arena was full, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, the whole plate. I Just mean, somebody else bought up the, the tickets in that area. Yeah. Student section is is sold. Yes. They, it doesn't mean they got to show up. Right. Um, And now there were empty seats to be had. You couldn't blame the weather. No. Um, You, you couldn't blame the, the game. Uh, I mean, the opponent. And you couldn't play blame the start time because if it was a football game, those people would have been there. Right. So... You know, I don't, I don't claim to understand Iowa men's basketball fan, because as I sat there on Saturday, that place was quiet. They didn't. I never felt the fans try. And, well, and, it, and, and, and I'm going to say this: every time they tried to get into the game, Michigan State made a basket. Yeah, so, so it's crazy because because that's that's typically when people. There have been times this year where it's been off the hook in there, and it's because the, they they feed off the team having success, and there was just never a run for the team because Michigan State was so in fuego. 12 of 14, their first 14 from three. At the point in time where when they were up 13 at the end of the game there, going under two minutes, they were shooting 85% in the second half, 65% for the game. They were to, uh, you know, thirty or twenty-six from the, twenty-six to thirty from the line. They couldn't miss, and so I, you didn't I'm get t- the fans into it. Though. I'm going to tell you this: even as the comeback is is started, the frenetic pace has picked up. 
Iowa is doing everything they can. We're trying to go three for two, right? Yeah. And I, I doing the math, I'm going, they have to miss one because we either that or we're going right. to run out of time. Well, they only missed one. One free throw. All, all they needed. Just one turnover and one free throw. That was ama- amazing thing about that comeback. Right? It wasn't t- a bunch of turnovers. I'm going to tell you this. They called a foul on Perkins down yes. on the baseline oh, yeah. when we are running the uh, we're running the yes. press. Yes. And the guy gets the ball, and he slips, and his foot goes out it's of clearly bounds. Clearly out of bounds. And then the referee raises his hand yes. for the foul. Which, by the way, the replay shows completely clean, by the way, picked by Tony, too. So so it's a, it's a bad bad foul call. And he was out of bounds. And he was out of bounds. And they reviewed it. We, nobody could figure out, including the TV announcers, could not figure out. The whistle was before, was, was after he was out of bounds. It was, I mean, it was. Granted, the foul was committed before in the know. in the arena. Yeah. It, as far as you, as far as you could tell, it it all happened exactly the same time. Right. But he clearly raised his hand as I watched the review. So they've improved the TVs in Carver. Yeah, you can see a lot of they put a lot of them up around the arena in different spots. Yes. But they got you know the middle. They got two huge ones on the sides where the knitters sit, and then smaller ones where the students and the end zone. But you could st- you could see much better uh, on those TVs. God, the old days it felt like they had thirty two inches in there. Uh, well, they did. They had small ones. <laughs> they, they had small ones. Um, in fact, they still have small ones up around, sort of like if you're up there watching. Yeah. And, they, and yeah. That, they don't even all work. Oh, really? Yeah. They aren't even all. Yeah. But the but to to the point of the crowd, if you want, and we all watch Sunday. On Saturday, I never felt like the crowd really got into it, literally until the end. Yeah, well, and, and the crowd was in it for the women, the entire game because it was so good, such a good back and forth. We were game. down. What was it? We were tied or down one at half or up one or whatever up it was. One at ha- up one at half. I was disappointed. It, so I didn't get to catch the, much of the first half because I was at yeah the, right at, right. Um, so we had we had an event we had to be at right. So um, but I caught just the tail end. But, yes, in the second half, Michigan State kept taking the wind out of Iowa's sails. Every time, it, there just was never a point in time for the crowd to get into it. And I thought Iowa, the Iowa fans the other day, where this is the first time I felt all year, they felt like we were playing with something to lose. Right. And they were nervous, right? And that's the, you can't get into that. you got to be raucous like the women's crowd was on Sunday, which was awesome, by the way. The women's, the women's crowd is a different crowd. Than the men's crowd, it it is. They they've come out to be they've come to be uh, a, a lot rowdier group. You know what I would equate the women's basketball crowd to? Sam Uncle Sam's army for the soccer team. That's <laughs> yeah. what the women's crowd yeah. reminds me yeah. of, and the men's crowd reminds me of the lawn and croquette set. I mean, good I think lord! I think it's been better this year than uh, you could tell on TV the other day. It was not what it needed to be, uh, what it normally would. Well, be. Well, so. ju- this just in: for everyone who says we got to move the students down low or whatever, well, they got to be there. I, I say absolutely not, because if if two thousand students are going to show up at a place that, in a section that holds six thousand or whatever the numbers are, I wonder why they weren't there. I don't know. What were they? Too long over? Usually, I don't know. It, I'm just telling you that when I went to school there, the student section was one quarter of the entire arena. Yeah. I mean, that's no joke. Like, I sat, in my freshman year, I was behind the basket, and I was, you know. So you were behind the band. 
yes. And then and and then I, I slowly in my five years <clears throat> there, Seven I ended years. up you know I ended up I was at mid court. But you move around. But those were full back in the in yeah, the early no. days. I mean. So anyway, let's let's do break a couple of things down. First, the Hawks lost at Wisconsin. We know that sixty four fifty two. Sorry, uh, with horrible three points. They they really played just well enough. They could easily have won if they did knock a shot or two down. But they were just throwing the, the balls. Were, it was just bricks. You move on to Saturday. They get down. They win this one. They come back. Um, it was know. tactically perfect at the end. The way that they were going at getting those threes, getting the timeouts, and getting the fouls. Tactically perfect. With one exception. Chris Murray did miss one. But three. he got the, he got the, get the offensive rebound, kick he, it right put, back out yeah. to him, and he makes it. It was maybe Gary Dolphin's best call of the year because I was listening to the highlights on the radio on the way home. He's and get up a little short on that one. Connor gets it back to him. That one looks better. Down it goes. You see, it's like it kicked out, right? Um so tonight, right now, currently at Indiana, up sixteen to five, I believe, with about nine. Sixteen to nine. So they want a little bit of a run. Maybe seven. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Think, I don't think they have that many yet. Sixteen well, to seven. They're, they're on a commercial break. Sixteen seven with a uh, with the uh, under whatever timeout. Twelve. Twelve timeout here in the first half. Here's the thing, and then of course Sunday, one p.m. Nebraska at Carver on Senior Day. That one's a sellout now. By the way, here's the thing. Looking at this, Iowa on the road has not yet broken 80 this year. Currently on pace for about 130. <laughs> but they've had a couple of games where they started out like this and it didn't materialize. Tell it me does, one. Rutgers, they had 30 like with, with – uh, they had 30 with – Rutgers with, leads the Big Ten in yeah, defense I, at, at in New I, Jersey. I agree, and they got off to a couple of other decent starts, but not And quite we still like won that game, by yes. the way. They haven't broken 80. At home, they've only missed 80. Once and that was a game that Chris the, and Connor and they didn't lost play Wisconsin. against Wisconsin. Right. Um, they so they've also they also they given 80, up. They have a great chance. Hundred twice at home, and they're one and one in those games. That's amazing. I, I was amazed to see. Or did Eastern yeah. Illinois get to hundred? Yeah. Oh, they were no freaking no, no, close. No, no, no. It was ninety-three to eighty. I'm sorry, it's the under like sixteen that. timeout. Yeah. That's how. That's, that's how, how fast, fast they're scoring. Game. Yeah. Right? Um. Yeah, we're on pace for 160. Well, that's a good pace for <laughs> Iowa. It, 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 it bodes down to. No, I mean, to Iowa this. to score 160. Yeah. <laughs> if Iowa can get 16 times 10, right? <laughs> there's a chance in this game. Iowa has to have this, according to every uh, all the bracket. Uh, I've used that M red thing that Tom Cagan right. recommends. Iowa has to have both wins if they hope to get a double buy in the Big Ten. It's just the way it's going to be. Unless Nebraska get... beats Michigan State. No, it still doesn't matter. Maryland, Maryland, and um, Maryland and Rutgers are both going to end up with twelve wins. And but Iowa don't they play each other? No, no. Maryland's got Ohio State on the road and Minnesota on the road. Now, if they, no, they Maryland crushed Minnesota. Oh, you said Ohio State and yeah, I think they've missed. Oh, uh, Maryland's got Ohio State and Penn State on the road. There you That's go. That's right. So they could lose. But even if they, um, you know, right now they're with eleven wins. They're going to get twelve if they go one or one of two. So Iowa needs that. Um, How exactly did Penn State lose that game the other day? Well, that hurt Iowa losing to Northwestern. Um, Penn State had a 15-point lead, and just suddenly they didn't score the like last 10 minutes of the game. And that uh, gives Northwestern an extra win. Iowa was just sitting there. No, that was, was that against Northwestern? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the biggest, you start looking at when Iowa I'll lost. i this that, Big that, Ten season has become one game it, to me. It's it's, just, I know, because they're all upsets, and there's they're everywhere, and everybody's good. Mostly, you don't see a lot of road wins right now for any team, and anyone that does get that, it you know, it's a 
and Murray is on. Let's can't say it. So nineteen no, to ten. You can say he's on fire with nineteen the to ten. Points. The Hawks uh, right now with uh, fifteen minutes to go in the first half still. So scoring is clearly, clearly the key for this team. They're eighteen and eleven, ten and eight into the night. Um, on pace there. Let's say even if you split. If you get both of them, heck, eleven nice. and nine. Right. I mean, what are you, the six seed? Oh, we got a we got a break already. Yeah, uh, well, let's go to the seeds when we come back. We don't have Tom Kager tonight, so we'll start breaking down the Big Ten tournament. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred. Fans, Max, welcome back here to the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Long break there. Could have gotten up and walked around for a while. Stretch the legs. Hawks. Uh, Basketball, 21-16 lead at Indiana right now under 12 timeout in the first half. Uh, baseball team has just gotten out of the top of the eighth inning, 6-2 leading Loris right now, an inning to go there. Uh, as the ranked Hawkeye basketball, uh, baseball team, 24th ranked Hawkeye is trying to get a, a opener, home opener win against Loris. Um, getting back to the way that this Big Ten tournament could shake out, and they're showing the France the fans stare on By the, the way, at the game, I couldn't see this. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'm looking, you're looking. There's not a lot of people actually watching if you look the replay. Right. People there, were not no watching. one's paying attention to Fran. Right. right. But uh, the, the stare down was something interesting. And I, I was looking at, uh, could he have been teed up for that? What For what? Well. Uh, looking? Yes. Unsportsmanlike conduct is a nebulous term that is completely and openly defined by the referee. So the referee could have, I, I was about to say there's no way you could tee him for that, but I'm not sure that's the case. I think you possibly could have, right? But it, it, no reason to. He just stood there. He, just, he was just letting him know that's my disapproval. And I, frankly, didn't see what got him the tee in the, the first tee. I, in the first quite, place, it was I did, very I, quiet, you know. Well, and, and I think I heard after the game that Fran's like, I wasn't even mad at him. Yeah, was he the said other was guy. the other guy, yeah. So, anyway, that was an interesting thing. It did turn out to work out for the Hawks. And, and uh, now what you're looking at, let's say that you do split. You, right now you're probably anywhere from, with a split, you're anywhere from five. To, you're a five or six or seven seed. Seven is possible. Seven? Seven is possible, depending on who wins. And so who would you play then, Indiana? Uh, uh, after you win? You'd start off with, like, Wisconsin, I think. 7-10. 7-10. I would love to play Wisconsin yes, again. I think and, and just yeah. for once and for all, yep. eliminate that. That would be, you would have to be passed up by a handful of teams. I think Michigan would actually have to win, uh, win a couple of games. I don't think that's going to happen. More of the scenarios have Iowa around the sixth seed. Almost all of them, if things go according to Hoyle, have Iowa into the sixth seed. The last game on Thursday night against, uh, I think so. It'd be it'd be the eleven fourteen. So are you going? I have. They don't. They haven't. They don't send you whether or not you're getting credentials until Friday of this week. I don't All know. right. So we'll find out. Have, have you applied? Yes, I applied. But it's very convoluted because they say, "Do you work for the station?" And I'm like, "Well, we broadcast on the station, and we've been doing it, and it does it." It's a very it's a messy thing. So I, I'm I'm I haven't been turned down yet. So we'll see. Um, Reminds me of a night of hit the airliner. Yeah, right. Well, right. I haven't been turned down yet. John John Gavon, Cyclone fan of the Hawkeye Huddle, has a great story back in his youth uh, of a time in Iowa City where he was never turned down, and it became closing time. And then he looked at one girl and went, "Okay," and they both shrugged and said, "Okay." And they went, and they shrugged, and that was that. <laughs> you know, college. It's the way college life went. 
Um, in, so the, in the 80s, at least. If Iowa should happen to, God forbid, lose both games, they would fall to the nine. And I think that's as far as they can go. That would be the first game on, on Thursday. So you'd be in the 8-9 eight, eight, game, nine, and then you get to play Purdue? Play Purdue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't want that, right? Uh, you, you really don't want that. And uh, But they're, they're no longer in danger, as they were for just a few minutes on Saturday, of falling into the Wednesday bracket. Right, so that won't happen. So now you, let's let's just say for kicks and giggles, you get into the six, you get a victory in the Big Ten tournament, you get your twenty wins. By the way, this so is five straight three? years. Five straight years for Fran to win ten games in the Big Ten, who's which has three? not happened in Iowa in forty years or something. Indiana's like the three. Yeah, probably. Who's two? Maryland. Maryland is hopped up. So confused. It's I know it's crazy. Um, is my understanding there'd be no math tonight? They. This this stretch for Fran and everybody, we go back five, six years, and I'm sitting here complaining, right? We're complaining about the Fran fade and all that. At, this has been a five-year stretch. People got to remember, he's been to the NCAA tournament three times. This will be four out of five years and six out of seven. Uh, and that's some serious success. Whether you're winning in the NCAA yes. tournament or not, it is. But, get it. but that uh, eventu- eventually... We have to take regular season success, and we have to get to the second weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, you can't compartmentalize it completely. There's and, no question. And you know, we can't we can't be losing to Richmond because we decided to play Richmond's way. Eventually, you know, we played uh, Davidson. We and here yeah, here yeah, I am you, saying you did that. It. Yeah, you said we. Iowa, Iowa played and Davidson. ran him out of the gym. It just we? beat yeah. him by yep. thirty. Yep. And then of course. Lost next, to Villain, or Gonzaga. Gonzaga. The next, yeah. Gonzaga the next. We beat Temple. Lose to Villanova. Yep. Beat Cincinnati. Lose, Lose to Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, you know, sooner or later, you got to win that next game. You have to come back and, and finish the really, weekend. Really playing nice basketball right now. Hard to not comment. Hawks up thirty-three to twenty with seven minutes in the first half. And some fine passing. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. I think that's where everybody is. Is is once that happens, you can't keep talking about the Final Four and all that. Once that happens, you'll have had a, a Big Ten tournament championship. Fran will have uh, more Big Ten victories than Dr. Tom Davis. He will have more winning seasons in the Big Ten than Dr. Tom Davis. He will have outpaced him because this current run they're on that people seem to forget. This current run they're on is pretty solid. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's pretty solid. And, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, and this year is an interesting study in Iowa basketball because we don't play defense very well. And our tallest dude is... Rebracho. This I said this is yesterday. Is it Chris? Well, Philip might probably... Well, Josh Agundale, but... You know, oh, well, right. no, no. The, as far as... Rico Mulvey right, the, is right, our tallest right, dude. Our, our, but guys who for play... Big, for bigs, it's it's Chris and it's Rebracha, and I, we didn't think he could take that step, but he has. He's an all-Big all Ten player. Well, he'll probably be, what, third team? Probably third. Should be second, in my opinion, but, you know, you, you get... Well, you Chris isn't going to be first, I don't think. Probably not. Probably not. Right now, you're Chris Murray. You coming back? No. I, I, I do. I think he should. Yes, are, are I think you, his. I think his game needs more work. Do but, you think but, he, but he I, is guaranteed a first round draft choice? Yes. You yes. think so? Yes. If he's guaranteed a first round, he his should brother go. is. His brother is playing him into the first round. 
It's just the way it is. His brothers. His brothers. Did anyone unreal. watch the Lopez brothers from Stanford, <laughs> where Brooke was fantastic and the other guy wasn't not so, so much? Not so much. Um, I, before we, you know, before we've got a lot left to do so on this show, so let's talk real quick wrestling because the Big Ten's come up on Saturday and Sunday over in Ann Arbor and Iowa with the seeds. It's my got, understanding Ann Arbor is a uh, very loose woman. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lee and Woods are first, uh, are number one seeds. Kennedy and Cassiope, number three. Then you go down and you start getting, everybody is seated. Where's the Max Mirren? Four. He's okay. a four. Seabrick, uh, Assad, and Warner are fives. Brand seven. Teske is eight. Um, so everybody's seated somewhere in there. It's not, you know, you're not playing the, you're not back in the four teens. You got to get some points out of a guy named, uh, out of a guy named Teske. You got to get some points out of Nelson Brands. And then you need championships out of, you, you Lee and Woods have to, have to, Bring home the championships. Well, not only win, and, and you need bonus points. And then the other guys have to. You need, you need Jacob Max Warner. Muir, well, Jacob Warner needs to wrestle like he can, and he'll win the Big Ten Abe championships. Abe to wrestle like yes. he can. Um, and, it, and, and a surprise. See, I think Nelson Brands will go out there, and I could easily see him getting third or fourth. Oh, I, I can, too. I, I mean, yeah, he's just yeah. he's so scrappy, and he's just, he's a Brands. Okay? Um, but Spencer's got to go in. And pin, pin, win. It, absolutely. Boom, Real, boom, Real boom. Woods has got to go pin, 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 win, win. Bonus points, bonus right. points, bonus points. And they're going to be doing that, and, right? And, and Teske's yeah. got to at least win that first match. Teske's got to, when he's, he's a, when he's down by one and he's going to lose to the number one guy, don't get pinned. Well, right. right. And Dude. that's the problem. He's he's eight, so he's got RBG or R, yeah. RGY or whatever his name is. The dude from Penn State who hasn't lost since he was like four. Uh, in the second round, right? So he's right. Yeah, so just but, don't get killed. But okay, but you can lose. But then when you get in the, on the backside, come back, right. come back and get at least fifth, hey, right? Um, hey, um, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out, you don't get killed. <laughs> there you go. Football team. The lawsuit has been uh, dismi- uh, dropped. Uh, no, without prejudice. Dropped without prejudice. Not dismissed. Dropped without prejudice against all the coaches. All the coaches. So they're still suing the University of Iowa, the Board of Regents. That's where they're still at. And so here's what I read. Uh, somebody came out with, with, okay, here's the logic behind this, which what that does is it basically means they were, the, the attorneys came in and they finally, they were starting to realize they were going to summary judgment against them, was going to dismiss the whole thing and they'd get nothing. They'd not get paid anything. So they got rid of them. No soup for you. No soup for you. So they went with, uh, with just the Board of Regents now and the university hoping that maybe they'll settle and those attorneys want to get paid for their time, which they don't deserve to be because they filed a frivolous lawsuit and have tried to make up a bunch of stuff. Dismissing without prejudice or uh, 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 dropping without prejudice means that you know, we, we got nothing. We got nothing. They're, they're, the summary judgment was Well, coming, you we got, got to remember that they let go of Seth Wallace early. Yes. And now Brian, Doyle, Kirk. Yeah. Was that yeah, it? That's it, I think. Seth and Seth Wallace was in there, and he was. Who's Seth the other? Oh yeah, Gary oh, Barta. Oh, Barta. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just now. It's just the Board of Regents and and University of Iowa. So we're now going to sue the king <laughs> and the institution. Yeah, I I personally I hope the University of Iowa does not settle. I hope they I hope that these attorneys get nothing. I mean, and like it, and like it. I hope they get nothing, right? Because there is there is they have no this they have nothing to stand on here whatsoever. There are some things that that I'm sure people 
didn't like, but they don't have anything to stand on. You know, this just in, if you're going to play sports at a very high level, there are expectations that come with that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, with with much with high with much what is it with much responsibility or it comes with great great uh, uh, power comes great responsibility right I guess. and and to a degree the players that have filed this lawsuit failed on their end on their side and they're blaming other people mm-hmm. which shocking in the, today's day and age you I never, just can't just can't can't understand it can you well, I can't imagine can't that other people why, are blaming other people for the, out why for they would, they're why, not having success why they would do that. Um, we have done nothing on in talking in talking women's basketball and the great victory over Indiana. Of course, the Maryland game the other night was not one to write home about. But, no, but uh, Caitlin Clark with the buzzer beater after just a fabulous day in Iowa City for the fans. How about a fabulous twenty six hours? Yeah, the game day experience. ESPN was over over you know, overjoyed with the turnout uh, and how the people were in terms of getting there early and being excited. And what a great ball game it was! And Indiana, this just in Indiana is really good. If you had, if you missed it, you got to understand how good they were, answering the bell every time Iowa threw a haymaker. So Monica Shizano has found her kryptonite in the. Well, they figured the, out how to cover her up, right? In, that gal, yeah, in, in the big girl for Indiana. Yes. But Indiana's Kate Mart, Indiana Iowa's Kate Martin, their Indiana's girl, who is that for them? Blonde hair, P- uh, uh, yeah, Pierce, I think. Uh, yeah, the, the gal whose mom is from Mason City. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think she had sixteen the other night. Yeah. Or the other day. That girl is incredibly good, and she's six yeah. two. So when she doubles on Monica, now you got now you're talking about two big girls, women, sorry, who are doubling down, making it difficult for her to, to pass and to do what the things that she's able to do and she she until the fourth quarter only had four points she had nine in that fourth quarter which was really big for iowa and she, she missed the one the yeah to put to, him ahead would have put him ahead and yeah. before they called the foul which, which was, was was bad brutal but you know one thing that the women's game has that the men's game doesn't have and i like this the moving the, the ball to half court the, the, yeah. ti- the nba it, it, timeout yeah. where you move yeah. the ball yeah. up i do like it that, i do Talk about an advantage, and I—I I had forgot that that was uh, one part of, of the, it. Yeah. Part, part of the rules. I mean, I've watched a lot of the women's games, and you know, not all of them. Oh my goodness, Chris Murray, forty-three twenty-six. Hawks up seventeen. Okay, keep going. That that moving the ball really does make a huge difference in your options. For inbound absolutely, play absolutely. with a minute point five right, or one point right. five seconds. seconds, yes, absolutely. And, and the Hawks ran a great play, and the best player in, in the, the country, country knocked, knocked it, it down. She said, "I knew it was money." I, I thought it was, it was money. money, honestly, Holly. Right. I thought it was money. Fifth Street Five last second butter buzzer beaters to uh, honor that one. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle, as we come back here to G Mig, Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you, we can tell you the score right now. The Hawks up fifteen on Indiana in Assembly Hall. Uh, Two minutes to go, 2.50 to go in the uh, first half. The baseball team about to run their record to 6-1. and one. They're up 9-2 to two with one out in the bottom of the, or top of the ninth at home against Loris in their home opener. That'll be good for them. Finishing up the discussion on the women's team um, today, Caitlin Clark, Big Ten Player of the Year, shocker. But Monica Sonano, uh, media and, uh, and coach's first team, and Hannah Stolke. Uh, sixth player of the year. Yes. So, Six, is that right? Yes. 
Yes, sixth player of the sixth year. player. <laughs> that doesn't sixth, sound they, right. Sixth, well, they didn't can't go sixth man award, right? But John Havlicek yeah, award. That's, that's ostensibly what it is. Uh, they will start out. I didn't see. I missed who it was. Let's see. Did I write it down? They got Friday night. Uh, I think they play. Oh, I look. I looked at this. I should know. Was, oh, it's Wisconsin or Purdue. Five thirty on Friday. Wisconsin or Purdue up in Minneapolis. Uh, before then, they would run into Maryland, uh, Maryland, and then Indiana. So, and um, I tell you what, if the Hawks were to beat and win this tournament, and have to beat Maryland and Indiana, Indiana how do you not put them on the one line? Wow. They're sitting right now as uh, most people have them, the number seven, number eight team in the country. It's the net, the AP. That's about where they are. They're a, firmly a two seed right now. But yeah, if they were able to do that. Boy, how do you look at how do you look somebody and say? Well, oh, it, you know. let's put it this way: Iowa, Indiana, and Maryland. I think are are all top e- ten teams, either yeah. ones or twos. Yes, when well, they should be. I right. think. Yes, to me, I think so. Yeah, and for after years of watching Big Ten uh, women's basketball, have mostly sort of mid tier. Yes. Upper echelon. These are these are three upper tier te- teams in women's basketball. All right, time for our fifth street. Oh wait, we didn't do our sponsors. AMPM Plumbing. They do plumbing. They do a great morning, noon, or night. Uh, Angie Lancaster. Remax Concept. Missing her tonight. She's out winning an award in Las Vegas she was this week. properly embarrassed by the fact that she was going to go accept an award for being good at her job. For being spectacular at yeah. her job. Um, Brian Howe, Key Mortgage, uh, great contributor to our program. Blue Ribbon Bacon Fest. Go Bacon. bacon. <laughs> kind of make me do that every week, don't Absolutely. you? And uh, Gatehouse Pictures as well, along with our friends at Private Wealth Asset Management. Well, we'll do... And let's not forget the, our great friends oh, here at g <laughs> They get a mention every time we come back on the air. That's right. That's okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Look at that. Uh, anyway, um, Fifth Street 5 brought to you by Private Wealth Asset Management. The idea being, of course, that we're on Fifth Street here in Valley Junction. By the way, the code of my luggage is 4732. 4732. <laughs> that might be the score of the game right now with a minute to go in the first half. Oh, they got it. Anyway. Not um, 4735. We thought we'd do buzzer. We, we didn't do buzzer beaters in basketball. We don't think so. We don't think so. So we're doing the, the, the well, best buzzer beaters the, we can remember. Let's put it this way. I don't believe we did, and I've got a whole new list if we did. Okay. I've got a list of a bunch of them, and because and, I just started. Where are you going with this in your top five? Oh, boy. See, I think instead of just calling it a five, I think we should just kind of run through our uh, list. Uh, uh, okay. Because each one of these is going to bring back a real quick emotion. And how do you, Right. How do you get five? Roy Marble it? versus Illinois to send it to overtime 1987. Didn't have that. In Champagne. Didn't have that. That was a last second shot? I don't remember it, being a last second shot. It's a game that sent it to overtime. I was working the shot. at Target standing in the back trying to sweep around the television area. Inventing yes. the cart uh, corral. Yes, that's what I was doing. Um, okay, well, here's a here's a here's a less Jepson. Oh boy, I don't have this one. Against Illinois in nineteen ninety one. Wade Looking Bill drives the length of the court. This is a completely unranked Iowa team that had fallen apart because they lost those players. At, um, Roy Thompson Ray, and Ray Garner. Thompson and Garner. Roy uh, Ray. <laughs> but on senior night, uh, top ten ranked flying line I come in, and Les Jepson gets the lay-in uh, with no time left on the clock. And I remember uh, uh, them ESPN 
Less is more in Iowa City tonight, right? Um, <laughs> Did not that have was, this I one. believe that was Tim Brando way back in the day. But could, anyway. Very well could have been. So, um, Did not have that one. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, that was obscure. I don't know if it's on my top five. I have three Jordan Bohannons. Yeah, I got a number of those. Go for those. I've got uh, Wisconsin when he was a freshman, where I watched that game in Phoenix with, with Uncle Dubs. Uh, I've got versus Northwestern, obviously, in Iowa yep. City. yep. And then, of course, Indiana last, last year, year. Uh, yeah. on the bank shot um, to, to send them to, to the Big, Ten, Cham- to the yes. Big Ten Championship. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to just engulf Jordan into my number five slot. So I'm not sure how there was a Rodell Davis uh, beat Iowa State. Do not have that 90, one. 90, uh, back in 1990, there was a uh, Andre Woolridge beat Michigan State when they were ranked number one, 1994-95. I was yeah, at that game. I was, too. Maybe we were we were there together. I don't no. remember. No, I don't I think went, we were. I went with the uh, first. Uh, so Mrs. did I. Chris's. I went, right. I, well, not the first Christy. Uh, I went with the first Mrs. Rich. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so that was a big one. Okay. Uh, Kevin Gamble. Yes. Oklahoma. Yes. In the NCAA tournament. 1987. You yes. got to go with that. When yeah, he absolutely. Hits the, hits it, they win, uh, they hits the big shot. They win going there. Uh, Luke Recker. Got it. Two two times in the in the nineteen ninety or in the two thousand two Big Ten Big Ten tournament. Yeah. I, I just had the Indiana game. What was the other one? It was Wisconsin the day before. Okay, they were both ranked, and and I and yes, it, uh, that was a big one. And then the last one that I have on my list, I don't know about you. Oh, I got two more. I have three. But, but Joe Wieskamp. Uh, on oh, I guess Rutgers. Right, you and I were over here at the that little tiny bar, and we were we'd been there a while. It was after the Bacon Fest. Yes. Remember on. And we kept partying after that because that was such a great game. Yeah. What else you got? I got Steve Wade against Georgetown. Forgot. Perfect. How do I miss that? Yeah, that's the big. That's that's got to be number one. That's it. Sends you to the Final Four. It it's close. I've got um, Peyton Sanford on Saturday, and I got Caitlin Clark on Sunday. Uh, and there's a what? There's, there's a, a Adam, Reese, Wood, Adam Woodbury tip. Oh, Woody, and I got, I got Woody yeah. and Temple. So there's no way to do a top five out of there, but I would say uh, number one's got to be Steve Waite. Kevin Gamble's got to be number two for me and, in there. I'm going to put Caitlin Clark as and, three then. That's probably going to go there. Recency bias and all that, but, man, what a shot. Yep, it was big. And then I, then after it's, that, it's, it's, it's a the, hodgepodge. Why that was so good is, is the way that it just ended the weekend with the best freaking player in women's basketball with one and a half seconds knocking that thing down. Yep. It, it's it, it was a great picture perfect ending to to the week. So, the Iowa men only up eleven now at halftime, and you know a little bit of a run, but forty seven thirty six on pace to hit eighty. So if you hit eighty, you Currently got a real pace shot. To hit right? 94. right, you have a real <laughs> shot. The Iowa baseball team they took that one from Loris. They're six and one on the season. I can tell you that without getting into any trouble. So that's good. What are we looking at? Do you think the women go to go to Minneapolis and knock uh, off all those teams? No. I it's don't. a gauntlet, isn't it? Oh, I, if Indiana being the one seed in the Big Ten tournament is such a luxury because they basically have a walk to get to the finals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, right. Well, I, I there's mean, some good teams, but there's nobody. There's, there's no. There's no, no Iowa, no Maryland in their way. In Michigan, I I think Michigan's even on our side of the. Bar- yeah. No, it's on the other yeah. side. Um, but they're not playing very well right now. So, but yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, still, it's just like, come on, man. You, yeah. you know, it, it, I just think, I think it, it, if Iowa beats Maryland, to, to expect them to beat Indiana, 
the next day, I think it's just too much. It's a, too big of an ask. Yeah, it probably is. Two top ten teams, and Indiana's really, really, really good. I agree. I think they get to. I think they get to Saturday. I think they beat Maryland. I think they get to Sunday and lose it in the championship. Men's side of things, uh, th- this game tonight, can they hang on with an 11-point lead? They shot 58% in the first half uh, from three, which is... Yes, un- they, they uh, can hang on, and, but they have to stay aggressive. That's they what be, got them the lead. They, keep, We've been watching it. We haven't been able to tell you, but that's what got them the lead. Keep, keep doing what you've yep. been doing. Yep. Keep shooting. Keep offensive rebounds. have been great here in the first half. Keep doing those kinds of things. Not fouling. Uh, that that would be key, and then I think on I think on su- Sunday, right? Sunday, Against, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday. I think it's Sunday, bloody Sunday for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think the Hawks put a, a whooping on them by double digits. Nebraska's been playing pretty well. They but have, that, but, but this Iowa, is a whole different deal going on the road to Iowa City on Senior Day. Senior Day, uh, the way Connor Iowa McCaffrey's shoots at home. third Senior Day. <laughs> Philip Robracha. <laughs> It, it will. Um, I think it could be Patrick's senior day. Iowa played so poorly, at, and I was there, yes. you know, in that game in Lincoln, that uh, it it was just. There's no way that they're going to come out thing, and want to lay this, the woods. Was this the greatest weekend for Iowa athletics, non-football related? Oh, I'd have to really go back, and it was. Yeah, I mean, last year you won the Big Ten championships, basketball championships, but back, not on the back same weekend. day. That's right, not on the same day or same weekend. From a regular season standpoint, just those two games. It, but you it's got harder. men's basketball, women's basketball, and the baseball team beats the freaking number all, one team all in the be- country, all beating ranked. Yeah, on, yeah. I don't know. It was awfully good. Softball team darn near upset number one UCLA. They lost two to one. Did you see that? No. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, they 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 like six top of the sixth inning home run. Are they or they they were right there with the number one team in the country too? Um, it was very good. It was a very good weekend. It really yeah. was, and hard hard to to go against it. I think the men's team. I agree. I, I think I, I think they definitely have Sunday. I got a bad feeling about the, the the road woes. We'll see what happens if they can just stay with it. It'd be nice. Just hang on. Double buy is there. Just hang is that on. The, is that That's the us. That's us. We All could, right. They could fit, literally, we are one half away, one and three halves away from, from getting the double, the double buy. buy. Yep. We'll be back next week right here to talk about it, whatever happens, on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ and 101.3 FM.